Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome to Real Talk Kim's podcast. We hope that you are blessed by the message. And for more information, visit realtalkkim.com. Hello, my awesome podcast family. I am Real Talk Kim. I am so excited to be on here with you today. You know, we've had some exciting, um, we've had some exciting uh, podcast the last few days or the last few weeks, I might add. My sons were on here with me. Then my mother came on with me last week. And this week, man, I just want to give you uh, just a, just what the Lord has laid on my heart just for you. I am Real Talk Kim. You can find out anything that you want to know about me on um, my website, realtalkkim.com. You can find me on Instagram uh, by going to my website and find my app have a free app that goes on your phone and I send you notifications throughout the day of just stuff the Lord gives me, uh, that just go to your Google play store or your Apple store and just look for real talk Kim. Uh, but I'm all over the web. I I got YouTube channel everywhere. It's real talk Kim. So welcome to my world. I am an author. I've got three incredible books, beautifully broken, beautifully whole. And when your bad meets his good, um, you can find those anywhere books are sold or on my website at real talk Kim. Com. I have a brand new book coming out April the 4th called Shut Hell Up. It's so good. Can't wait for you to read it. Uh, and I also pastor a church in Atlanta, Georgia, actually Fayetteville, Georgia, called Limitless Church. If you're ever in the Atlanta area, I would love for you to be my guest. 1653 Highway 85 South, Fayetteville, Georgia, 30215. Every Sunday, 10 and 1130, and every first Wednesday of the month. So let's get into it today, my scripture today that I just feel like that God had given me just for you. Um, is from Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. And it says, forget the former things and do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. 
Now it springs up. Do not, do you not see it? That's what God's asking you today. Do you not see your new beginning? Do you not see that you're one step away for, from the greatest season of your life? Do you, do you not see that what you thought was the worst ending of your life is really just the beginning? Huh? Do you not see it? It says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do not, do, do, do you not perceive it? Do you not see it? He says, I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I'm going to name this today, new beginnings. That's what we're going to talk about today, new beginnings. You know, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% of how you respond to it. It really is. And when when new beginnings happen in your life, and we all face new beginnings, we all find ourselves uh, at certain times in life, uh, man, we find ourselves at places we never in our lives saw ourselves to be. You know, I think that's one of the hardest issues in life and causes a lot of us to get stuck is that we had this idea of what our life was going to look like. And all of a sudden, we get get a door slammed on us in our life that we were not expecting. Maybe you were not expecting that bad doctor's report. Maybe you were not expecting yourself to ever be divorced, and now you're divorced three times. You know, maybe you never thought you would lose your son or your daughter, or maybe you never saw yourself living without your spouse that has already gone to heaven. I don't know what your expectation that was just busted wide open is, but I am telling you today that God is a God of new beginnings. And, you know, we have to look at life as literally 10% of what happens to us and 90% of how we, how we respond to it. See, one day you may be looking at life and everything seems great in your world. And then maybe all of a sudden it's not so perfect. You know what I'm saying? But overall, things are going as planned. But oh, but but then all of a sudden something happens and 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 you're like, oh my God, my life was going great, and then all of a sudden this happens, you know, um, you lose your job or someone you love or your home or maybe even your health. Maybe all of a sudden you're just going for a routine exam and they they find cancer and you're like, holy, holy cow, what just happened? You know, maybe it isn't fair. You don't deserve it. You didn't see it coming. You didn't plan for it. You have so many feelings and frustrations. You don't know what to do first, or even if you want to do anything at all. It would just be so much easier to sit around feeling bad and looking for people to blame and complain to, rehashing what you could have done to make things differently or what you would have done if you only realized this before, or what other people should have done to help you. All of these things are great options if you want to maximize your misery and feel justified in doing it, but not so great if what you want to is to deal and move on. You know, I think that in my life, you know, I'm the type of person that for a major majority of my life, I was ruled 
by my emotions. And every time something got out of my control or something happened in my life that I was not expecting, God would knock me out for a year and I would be depressed and eating my emotions and sad and cry all the time. And man, I just decided the older I got, I would just reflect and be like, one thing about life is life is going to hand you some lemons and you are the one that chooses to make lemonade or cry. You know what I'm saying? You can have a meltdown. Of course, we're all going to have meltdowns. We're all going to have bad days, but it's getting back up again. It's realizing that with every time life throws you something that you weren't expecting, that you don't stay down as long the next time. You know, people might expect you to lay in your bed and cry forever over that divorce. And man, it does hurt. And maybe you have, you are crying every night because they're not laying beside you anymore and they've moved on with somebody else or it does hurt. But you've made up in your mind, I'm not staying depressed over this. I can't change it. I can't fix it. So I am not going to live depressed over it every day. And it really is just being intentional. You know, it's like going to the therapist every single day for 10 years after that divorce. And just one day she says something or he says something that changes your perspective. And you decide I'm going to live again. You know, it's after that divorce and you've cried every single day and yelled at your kids every single day and couldn't even hug little Johnny because he looks so much like your ex-husband. You know, your little son, it wasn't his fault he looks like his daddy, but you've been so angry, you know, that you can't even enjoy your life because you're over here thinking about him sleeping with another woman every night. No, you got to get your life back. Nobody is going to come give you a magic portion of joy. You just got to realize that nothing that walked out of my life is greater than what God's going to bring in. And I may not understand it and it might hurt at like hell, but I'm not staying here. And one day at a time, I'm going to get up and I'm going to pull my big thigh up out of that bed and I'm going to go fix my hair and I'm going to choose to live again. And I will find someone to love me again one day and they're going to love me better. And, and they're going to, it's going to be an exceedingly abundantly more than I could ever ask or think kind of relationship. Y'all, your mind never changes until you change it. You do not get over that pain until you get up and walk away from it. You do not get over that addiction until you just say no and stop going back to it every time you get weak. It, your life is what you make it, period. And when you stand on Isaiah 43 and 18 through 19, when it says, it says, it says, forget the things that are behind you. Just forget it. Stop stalking them on Facebook. Stop crying. Stop listening to their voicemails over and over. And get up and tell your heart to beat again today. Find joy. Laugh at stuff that ain't even funny. Choose joy. When my dad got dementia and I started losing my daddy, grieving every day, his death, and he was sitting right in front of me. I remember somebody gave me the greatest advice ever. They said, you're going to either laugh at everything or you're going to cry every day. And you know what I've chosen? To laugh. I've chosen to laugh. I've chosen to, to hug on him and kiss on him. And, and I do still cry. Sometimes I got to walk out of the room and cry in the bathroom. But then I pull myself back together and I walk out there and I choose to see joy. I choose to find something to be thankful for. I'm thankful that 
I'm still breathing. I'm thankful that I'm, I, I, get to, I get to still have some time with him, even if he don't know who I am. You know what I'm saying? Walking through a divorce, I choose to realize that better days are coming, that I'm thankful that, uh, that I can still be loved and give love, that I am not bitter, that I'm not angry, that I'm not, I'm not going to be the person from my past. Walking through that bankruptcy, I will not concentrate on my credit score today. I'm just going to choose to start making my life better every day. Picking up that that creditor call today and trying to make $5 arrangements to pay it to get myself up out of debt. Whatever you got to do, y'all, there's always a choice. See, you got to realize that 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 misery, you got to maximize your misery and you got to f- and stop feeling justified in doing it. You know, and start realizing that you're moving forward. Listen, you have to do it. You have to do this eventually. When something bad happens and the faster you do it, the sooner you're going to improve in your situation. Listen, there is no shortage of opportunities to practice dealing well. If you would like to work on improving the 90% of your life, then watch how you respond to it. And I want to give y'all some things that, that, that I do walking through God changing life, watch walking through devastation in my life, uh, walking through this dementia with my dad, walking through divorce, walking through, you know, losing everything, whatever you're walking through. Here's, here's some of the things that I do y'all to help me move on quicker. Cause I could be just like any of y'all. I really could. God's trusting me with a whole lot. And when I'm walking through something devastating, I will. I'll take off and cry for a week or two, but I'm not staying there. I'm going to get up. And here's one of the ways that I do it. Number one, I make an acceptance an immediate priority. I make acceptance an immediate priority. When I'm dealing with a bad situation, um, I can be, uh, it can be a lot. Like dealing with grief, you know, um, and people. Often, we all go through the same stages. We go through shock and denial, uh, pain and guilt, anger and bargaining and so on. So, So you might not be able to fully squelch your emotions, but you can decide to accept what's happened. Regardless of how you feel about it, The sooner you accept it, the sooner you can act from where you are, which is the only way to change how you feel. Remember, don't wait for your feelings to change to take action. You take action and your feelings will change. Y'all, even yesterday, like when I was flying out here to Corpus Christi, I had... These emotions just sweep over me, um, you know, because I was looking um, at, a, at a thing that the same time last year, my life looked different. And, and I f- had these feelings sweep over me and I sat on the plane and let some tears fall. And then I did exactly what I just told you. I accepted, um, I accepted, I made acceptance and I made immediately, you know, I wasn't here last year. And this is where I am this year. And I'm still blessed this year, just like I was last year. 
And and the and the next thing that that I do is I remove fair from my vocabulary. This ain't fair. No, it ain't fair. You know what you're going through ain't fair. But remove it from your vocabulary. You know, as kids, we are all about fair. You know, fair. Um, he took my train. It's not fair. Um, you said you would buy me a new bike. It's not fair. I had that crayon first. It's not fair. And we would like to think uh, that we had learned early on that life isn't fair. Life isn't fair. But instead, we cling to how we think things should be. Hard work should be rewarded. Kindness should be reciprocated. When things don't work out that way, we feel angry at the world and bad for ourselves. That's just not fair. And feeling outraged about life's injustices will not change the fact that things are often random and beyond your control, my control. When when you start going on an unfair spiral, you got to remind yourself it is what it is and then choose a reaction that aligns with the way you would like the world to be. You know, I often say, um, especially with the season, the different seasons of life, you know, uh, people will be like, um, you know, I don't know how this is going to make you feel because blah, blah, blah. And the thing that comes out of my mouth is it is what it is. And the it is what it is is what I choose to make it. So, yeah, it hurts. Yeah, it's not fair. But it is what it is. And I choose to be find something thankful. I choose to make the the best days the rest of my life. It's a choice. Uh, the third thing that you need to do is focus on the life lesson. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just don't sweat the, the small stuff. Pretending that everyone is enlightened but you, that everyone you meet is here to teach you something. I'm telling you, whenever you get to a place where you just don't sweat it, don't sweat it. Every day of my life when I start feeling something shifting me or scaring me or I get a phone call from somebody that from my past that's ugly, I will talk to myself and I will just, I won't sweat it. I will shift what, how I'm thinking about it. And in this way, you'll see someone who annoys or frustrates you as an opportunity to work on your patience. The same mindset can help improve the way you interpret and respond to events in your life. If you lost your job, perhaps the life lesson is to determine your true, uh, your true purpose in life. If your relationship falls apart, the life lesson may be to become more independent. Focusing on the lesson allows you to work on positive change, which will make you feel empowered instead of deflated. Y'all, I am so proud of myself at 47 years old that the way that I, I'm processing things in my life now, like I am choosing, man, I, 
had stuff going on in my life that should have that should have me in the bed. It really should. It should have me with a hundred pillows over my head, devastated. Uh, I could be asking myself every day, where have I been? Like, how did I not see this? How did I not see this character flaw? And you know what I'm saying? Like, I could, I could be walking around beating myself up. But you know what? Every time those feelings of anger or those feelings of resentment or those feelings of shoulda, coulda, woulda come over me, I kick it to the curb. I do not allow myself to beat myself up. I do not allow myself to cry all day long over a situation. I just don't do it, y'all. I forget the former things. And I realize, y'all, that there are three solutions to every problem. There are three solutions to every problem. You can accept it, you can change it, or you can leave it. If you can't accept it, then change it. If you can't change it, then leave it. If you can't do anything about it, let it go. Don't be a prisoner to things you can't change. Y'all, I'm telling y'all, if y'all listen to this podcast, I will have your butt so free. Because really, at the end of the day, you are the one that controls your life. You are the, you are the CEO of your world, literally. And so if you listen to me and go back and listen to this podcast over and over again, something that's been holding you back for 10 years, you're going to get free from it because it is a choice. You are not stuck because you're not a tree. You are only stuck in your life because you quit moving. You allowed a season in your life to define your whole lifetime and you won't let it go. You won't. The the next thing that I want to tell you, the first thing, um, to move it on is make acceptance on immediate priority. Make make acceptance of what's going on in your life an immediate priority. You know what I'm saying? Just it is what it is and move forward. This, number two is remove the word fair from your vocabulary. Remove fair. It ain't fair. Remove it. Number three is to focus on the life lesson of what you're going through. And number four is question whether it is as big a problem as it seems. Question whether it's as big a problem as it seems. See, we often turn minor upsets into huge, catastrophic things in our minds. And little in life is as horrible as it appears to be at first. Some things are challenging, like losing your job, your home, um, or worse, someone you love. But most situations can be solved. Sometimes they are even blessings in disguise. Um, uh, I just did a, a, um, a podcast with a doctor and she was talking about how she'd interviewed uh, 300 people who had had near-death experiences. And the majority of her, of her subjects experienced spiritual awakenings, proving that what didn't kill them really did make them stronger. So whatever you're dealing with, is it really the end of the world? And more importantly, if you bounce back with an a even better situation, you're going to bounce back with a higher paying job or a more satisfying relationship. You know, really, you're crying over this person. Y'all didn't even sleep together anyway. 
Y'all didn't even have anything in common. You know, y'all didn't like kissing each other. I don't know. But there's always something that wasn't great or it wouldn't have ended. You know? So how impressed, you know, would you be with yourself if you just let it go? Today, if it didn't make it to your future, it's not a part of your destiny. It is a decision. And number five thing I do is I make getting strong my mantra. Y'all, everybody's like, girl, you a whole beast. It's, I'm a beast because I choose to. I choose to get better. I choose to learn from my mistakes. I don't waste my hell. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't waste what I'm going through. I just don't. I just choose to get better. It's happening and there ain't nothing I can do about it. So I just choose to get stronger. I choose to realize that everything I walk, I'm walking through is not taking God by surprise one second. That he knew before I was ever a thought in my mother's womb that I would be right where I am. He knew it. He knew that you would be right where you are today. And he's given you the grace to get through it. He is. He, is, he has given you everything you need on the inside of you to start over. So you got to today choose that you're going to deal with this adversity and you're going to remind yourself today to keep rocking. Number six is to remember you can continue from this new place. You were created to do hard things. Y'all, it is so easy to get attached to the road you are on, especially if it makes you happy. When something or someone throws you off, you may feel disconnected from who you want to be or what you want to do in life. It may help you to remember a hurdle doesn't have to obliterate your plans. It doesn't have to destroy your life. Even if you lose your job, you can still pursue your professional goals and maybe even more efficiently, there's always more than one way to address a problem. The sooner you focus on finding a new way, the sooner you'll turn a bad thing into a good thing. I remember y'all have probably heard my story about whenever I walked through my divorce in 2006 after my 17-year marriage ended and me and my two sons, uh, nine and seven, had to move back in with my mother and father. I was 36 years old. And I went and got a job because most of y'all all know that I was in special ed <laughs> my whole life. And so I never thought I could really do anything, you know, making a whole lot of money because in my head I was special. And so I had to go get a job. And the only job I could get was in in our city because we didn't have a mall. It was a very small, I live in a very small um uh, a small suburb of Atlanta called Fayetteville, Georgia. And I go get a job at Belk and I get, I'm doing so good at Belk, making $9 an hour. I would have stayed there forever because, you know, I, I wasn't getting child support. I was taking care of my kids by myself and, and I needed this job. And I was there for two years and one day I went in and they fired me and I was devastated and I got fired for time clock fraud. They said I stole time when I didn't clock out 
to go home that evening. And I'd done it like three times. I've forgotten to clock out. And so three times, after three times of not clocking out, you got fired. I was so devastated. I went home, cried for 24 hours. Finally, my mother comes up in my room. She said, you're going to get your butt up and you're going to figure this thing out. This is not the end of the world. And I just was like, yes, it is. There's no other job for me. Nobody's going to hire me at a law firm. I'm only qualified to do retail. She said, you know what? Call Estee Lauder. Call the executives and ask if there's another opening somewhere else. No, I'm too embarrassed. Then I'm going to have to tell them that I got fired from Belk. I can never work at Belk again because I got fired. And she goes, Estee Lauder is not just in Belk. They're in all stores. So I ended up getting in touch with Brandy, which was the executive. And I remember that day, she said, I was just thinking about you. She said, I could, she goes, You have an incredible rapport with people, and we would love to have you come on our team at Bloomingdale's in Lenox Square Mall. And I'm thinking, you have got to be kidding me. I'm going from Kmart on crack, Belk, (laughs) to Bloomingdale's. Are you kidding me? It's like that movie Tiffany's. You know what I'm saying? That movie where she would... I just could think of Pretty Woman. That movie, like, Bloomingdale's was, like, high-end. You know what I'm saying? And she said, we could never have hired you for Bloomingdale's if you would not have let, if gotten fired from Milk because we can't take people from other stores. Y'all, I ended up getting a $4 raise. I got a new offer at another store working at a higher-end store and, and I felt at that moment was a huge life lesson for me. If I wouldn't have gotten fired, I would still be at Belk to this day because I couldn't dream past where I was. And I would have been so afraid of not being able to supply for my children, provide for my children, that I would have stayed at this $9 an hour for the rest of my life and gotten stuck. So my question to you today is, stop looking at what you've lost. You know, if God wouldn't allow that person to cheat on you, You would have never been available to get healed in your life. And that person would have held you back for the rest of your life. Because really that person was like a leech. That person was was everything that ever came into your life, they would break it down. And, And you've got greatness in your life. And if that person would have cheated on you, you would have stayed for the rest of your life with that person that never loved you appropriately anyway. Y'all never had anything in common anyway. That person would, would, have, would have sabotaged your life forever. And what God wanted to do in your life is so much greater than what that person could bring into your life. God's got somebody that's going to love you way better than that person ever loved you. Going to bring you joy. Y'all going to enjoy going on vacations together when that person that cheated on you never took you anywhere. You know what I'm saying? So just choose to look at wherever you are today. You know, maybe your spouse died and that is so hard to begin to live again or even see yourself being loved again because maybe your spouse that died loved you the best and you're thinking nobody could ever love me like that again and I it would almost be like cheating on him or her if I ever moved on. They would want you to move on. They would want you to love again. Your loved one is in heaven and would never want to be back here anyway. They wouldn't want you to sit and cry every day of your life. Your child maybe died from a DUI accident. I don't know. But your loved one that is in heaven would want you to get up and live again. You're going to be so blessed to be loved twice. 
You know what I'm saying? You got, you're the best love once. You're going to get another love twice. They're just going to love you differently. I mean, choose to see beyond your pain today is all I'm saying. Choose to stop thinking, you know, quit thinking about the former things as Isaiah says. Stop concentrating on the former things and let those former things be gone and choose love today. You know, the last thing that I want to tell you to, to let go and move forward is ask yourself how someone you would respect would handle this situation. You know, I recently put my heart into um, into newsletters and blogging and my, inter, and my mentorship program. If you're not in my mentorship program, you need to get in my mentorship program because I write y'all devotions every morning. And, and, and man, I'm giving you tools to get yourself free every day. And we get in on our RTK Inner Circle Facebook page. I get on there 815 with you almost every day and just pour into you. And, you know, um, I, I just, I do this because I realize that whatever I've gone through is for somebody else and not me. And if you want to be a part of my mentorship program, go to innercircle.realtalkkim.com. Get in it today. It'll be the best $20 you ever spent. It's $20 a month. You can leave it anytime you want to, but you spend that in coffee. You spend that at the dollar store. And and this, I promise you, will get you completely set free. Being a part of my world will. I give you tools every day to get free. Um, but you got to just realize, you know, I heard a story about a friend of mine that had uh, recently put their heart into blogging. And, and so they joined a blogging competition and they had to get votes from the public in order to win. And uh, so this person ran a huge campaign to accomplish that goal. And they ended up in second place with just over 57,000 votes. And when my friend didn't win, they felt so disappointed and even a little embarrassed. Uh, Felt like they'd failed in front of thousands of people. And um, like they weren't the best and they didn't give enough. And so I asked my friend... um, how someone uh, with integrity would handle that situation. And um, th- my friend answered and said, they would probably congratulate the winner, you know, and identify everything um, that, 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 that they had learned from my friend, from their experience, and, and move on to the next goal with their head held high. Acting on that advice uh, that my friend had given me, I said, now you need to be proud of yourself. Instead of being disappointed. See, people will remember the things you accomplish, but the way you handle life's challenges can affect them just as strongly. Life happens, y'all. And it isn't always easy. But you can, you can, you can um, grow through it, fight it. Uh, and see dealing with life's challenges as the most important challenge of all. How are you handling your divorce today? How are you handling starting over today? How are you handling looking for a job today? How are you handling your friends walking out after your divorce and you having to find new friends today? How are you handling that bad doctor's report today? How are you handling that sickness in your body today? See, you can't always get what you want. But you can work at being who you want to be, no matter what life hands you. So today, find joy and do what Isaiah 43, 18 through 19 says. Forget 
the former things. Do not dwell on the past. God says, I am doing a new thing in you. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? He says today to you, I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Friend, today, find joy. Dance in the puddles. Realize that every storm runs out of rain. And beyond every storm is always a rainbow. The sun always shines. So stop making it a sentence in your life and just realize it's just a season. Stop making what is only supposed to be a moment into a monument. Remember, if you're not dead, God ain't done. Today, choose joy. Today, I dare you and challenge you to compliment stuff instead of finding the negative. I love y'all so much. I believe in you. Hey, share this podcast with somebody and go give me a great review on my podcast page. Those five stars matter. They let other people know that I'm an encouragement as well. I love you guys. Be a part of my world every day. Just visit me at realtalkkim.com. I believe in you. I love you. Be a part of my mentorship by going to innercircle.realtalkkim.com. Remember, today is the best day of the rest of your life. I'll talk to y'all next week. Love you so much. Bye. Thanks for listening to Real Talk Kim's podcast. For more information, visit realtalkkim.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.